It's that time of the week. We're here to talk about stuff. And maybe some things. Maybe. Maybe a lot of things. Quite a few things. We have things on the agenda. We have guest things. We have other things. We have good things. We might have some bad things. All in all, there's a lot of things. And we're doing something different this week and starting off talking about some Rick and Morty. Yes, because this episode was fantastic. <laughs> the mid-season finale of Rick and Morty, Rattlestar Rick... Rattlestar Rick... Rick Lactica. Say that three times fast. No. I couldn't either. <laughs> All about an episode that could be summed up with Morty should have stayed in the damn car. You should have stayed in the damn car. What happened to your eye? Should have stayed in the car. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> this was a fun episode. It was a lot of fun. And I love, I loved just like the opening part was like, how do you get a flat tire in space? It's like, I don't know, something sharp in space. And then it was like, it was either this rumble feature feature or celebrity voiceover. And it's like, oh, you got a flat when your tire should be walking. Yeah. It's... <laughs> oh, um, it got me so, so good. They changed the tire in space. It's like, the morning you stay in the car, you don't know what could be out there in space. Well, what could possibly anything could be out here in space? And you got bit by a snake. What, what, what was that? It's a space snake. <laughs> There's literally anything could be in fucking space, Morty. I said to stay in the, the goddamn, goddamn car. car. <laughs> I just, I love it. It's like the simplest things that, like, it's just taken in a different way because it's in the Rick and Morty universe. But it's like, I know I've been yelled at for not staying in the car when my dad had to fix a flat right. tire. Because I'm like, what is he doing? And he's like, I could get hit by a car. I could get bit by a snake, stay in the car. <laughs> and then we got Jerry's side story. Jerry got made all floaty. So Jerry tried to make it a Christmas episode. And that's really about all that happened with Jerry's. He got made on floaty and had a typical Jerry episode. He did. You know what? But I'm impressed. He survived. He survived. On his own. Until he fell off the roof. Until he fell off the roof. In true Jerry fashion, honestly. Where it's like he almost accomplishes something only for it to get immediately shot on. I, yeah. I will say I do like Morty buying a snake at the pet store. Painting it and sending it off to that planet. Yes, his whole little recon mission of like, and like he, it, this was after like he made the shrine for the snake and then the snake's head fell off. So then he went, he took the head with, or he took the body to compare snake patterns <laughs> before settling on one out of the $5 bin. <laughs> and then like how he like, snuck and grabbed the keys and literally just chucked the snake. Yep, just chucked it down, parachuted, and he got a whole like five minute scene in snake language. Yes. Where the... they found a professor <laughs> that fell in love with the snake Morty brought. The worst part is, is we all know we've seen this rodeo before, so we knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> like, it was just great. It was... And then we ended up with Snake Net. And then Snake Time Travel. Snake Hitler. Yeah, this is what happens when you kill, or when you save... Abraham Snake Lincoln, and then Snake John's Wolf Booth doesn't kill him. So then, of course, you can't kill Snake Hitler, and then time travel just explodes. And testicles show up. Oh, not just any testicle, but we got Keegan Michael Key as a testicle. As a testicle. Nice and sassy. He kind of reminded me of his Matt Obama voice. It was great. I still, this is, this counts as one of your episodes. 
<laughs> One of your adventures. No freebies. Hey, Summer, do you want to go to Boob World? Not today. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> Nobody chokes me without consent. <laughs> yes, they, they have a lot because they're basically going through Snake Terminator. Yeah, That's... it's Terminator with snakes. Yep, and just the plight and so many snakes were stepped on. Yes, but because Morty sent back a snake from us, they go after Morty. To kill Morty for the imposter snake. Yep, but then some people are also like, yeah, Morty's good. Or, Morty's good. But I loved when Rick was helping Morty fix this huge mess up, right? <laughs> because obviously that's what, you know, Morty is for sometimes. And he pulls out a gun and gives the snake legs. And he's like, does anybody else want any legs? <laughs> <You> want legs? <laughs> and they just slither away. He's like, I thought so. <laughs> that was great. I just, I still like just every time he was just like, Morty, should you stay the goddamn car? Mm hmm. And like the episode just like escalated with the snakes like so quickly, right? Because it's like, okay, so he gets back and then all of a sudden like snake comes and then all of a sudden it's just a plethora of time traveling snakes of combinations of like robots and not robot snakes. And then Rick's like, what the fuck did you do, Morty? <laughs> I do like the scene where Rick makes a pizza cherry head. Oh, yes. And uses it to talk to Beth to let Jerry have this adventure on his own, basically. Either be a man. He's He was willing to make that gamble. I do like the boulder scene with Jerry. I won't lie. Oh, the boulder scene was, was so funny. If I drop on him, I'm going to float. And then they start beating the crap out of him because he start, cause he's floating. <laughs> and then they grab him down from the ceiling and they throw him out. And he just launches straight up into the sky. <laughs> Where he decides, after trying to call Beth and getting voicemail, he takes his shoe off, jumps up and gets uh, onto a plane. And then causes the plane to crash. After he kicks a snake-human hybrid who was sent to help him into it. Yep, he's like, no, this is definitely a Rick thing. Just patoom. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And honestly, probably doesn't, because Rick is off doing his own bullshit. He's not going to save Jerry. Like, it's like, if you, this is the bed you made, man. So Jerry makes a plane crash and then in the most Jerry faster. I've been here the whole time. And you didn't hear us screaming and help us? I couldn't hear you over my own screams. We, we talked, talked about, about this. this. <laughs> it is like, I don't know, maybe he's off having an affair and everybody's laughing. He goes, oh no, he's dead. Mm -hmm. Because how could Jerry mess up wearing shoes? Oh no. no. <laughs> like, Unless Jerry's capable of messing up wearing shoes. Oh no, he's dead. Yep. <laughs> It was this episode had a lot of really good quotes in it. I and it was I want more and I know it's the mid-season finale. But when they give when they give us products like this, it's like can't I just have all of it please? Right, just give me on now. Yes, I don't I don't want to wait. Just dump it all on me. Let me just become one with my microbiomes and Rick and Morty. Yeah. I will say I do like that the testicle monsters killed the first intelligent snake. Yeah, just beat the crap out of it. It's like, this is what you get for using tools. And it's like, all right, we're sending them into the dark ages for a while. And then... Rick just annihilate, gets their civilization annihilated. Yeah, it was amazing. He, he, only had to, he only had to play the time travel game so much. It's like, okay, I know how this rodeo works. Because even he said, he's like, this is about as much as you're going to get out of a time travel episode. And then, uh, future Rick and future Morty show up, show up, and it's like, now it's your turn, bitches. 
So those thick costumes. <laughs> they do it. And then it shows in the post-credits scene because you don't know how future Morty got his black eye. Yeah, why do you get a black eye? Until he says something to Rick and Rick goes, oh yeah, Morty, and that that, that reminds me. You should have stayed in the goddamn car. And then it has a, uh, a nice postcard of Rick almost punching Morty in the eye and it says, Merry Christmas. So this episode has ramifications. Because it gives us a timeline. It kind of gives us a Rick and Morty timeline because this is only the second time Christmas has been the thing in their universe. Since season numero uno. So in theory, seasons one, two, three, and four to this point have all taken place in one year. They've had one hell of a one hell of a year too, huh? <laughs> yeah. 2019. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, man. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious to see how that changes the seasons going forward because we know we're going to be getting a lot more Rick and Morty content going forward, but they just had to have like our jump start right before they start pumping them out like we want. So it'll be interesting to see how that may or may not change everything that's going forward for the next one. I will say I am happy that we're not waiting. You know, so long at this point. It was two years between seasons, so I'm happy to have another five coming, and hopefully we don't have another two years between seasons. I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be on closer to like that year break, I would imagine. That lucrative Adult Swim contract, you know? They yes, get big we'll studio see. money. <laughs> you know, hopefully they can reach 23 seasons, like the next show we're going to talk about. Hey, Corey. Did you know that you can interact with our podcast on Twitter? While you're sitting on the toilet, not doing anything? I mean, don't judge me. I might already do that. <laughs> so make sure that you guys follow our Twitter so you can keep up with all of the latest twits that we release at, a po at PodThing on Twitter. Or if you have things that you would like us to talk about, or if you have any questions for us or about things we've talked about, you can contact us via our email address at athingpod at gmail.com. And we are here with what's going to probably be our last guest segment of the year. So, of course, we had to do it right. And we needed to bring on our veteran guest, Mr. PCNJ himself, Mr. Pop Culture Junkie. Wow, that is quite an honor already. So thank you so much for having me on. And I didn't know I was going to be bestowed with this, you know, honor of being the final guest for the for the year. This is amazing. Yeah, and not just any year, 2019, because this one has been a doozy. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think every single one of us has had quite a year this uh, this year. Uh, lots of things have completely uh, caught us off guard. <laughs> yes, that's the best way to put it. And mm -hmm. I'm ready to just pirouette into 2020 and never look back. <laughs> It's a new decade. I will be a new woman. And hopefully we'll have new South Park to go with it. You know, I do want to comment. I think this is the first time in a long time I've had you both on at the same time. I know. I've missed you. <laughs> I've missed you guys, too. It's been a long yes, time I've since we got to, got to talk. And, and just, yeah, it's fun to hang out with y'all. Yes, and I always like hearing what you have to say. And this time it's also not about wrestling. So I might have more to add to the conversation. I'll see if I can work it in there somehow, but I don't know if we'll, we'll see. I, actually, 
we're talking South Park this season. There is one particular there... episode <laughs> that I will definitely be talking about a little wrestling related because it obviously they drew a little inspiration from somebody for this character we got to see uh, this year. That was awesome. I actually really liked that episode. But yeah, we're going to talk yes. about season 23 of South Park because it just ended. Like, to completion. Yes. <laughs> it let you complete. It did let me complete. And this was a great, great ride. <sighs> so... <laughs> Mr. Junkie, overall this season, what did you think? I thought they finally, in my opinion, got it like perfectly. Just they, they did everything right to have a continuity season. Because like I've watched South Park since '97 when it debuted, so I've been watching from day one, and like they kind of did sort of like what older episodes of like Simpsons and Family Guy did, where. Each episode was kind of standalone. You had a beginning, middle, end, and then the next week's episode, maybe they bring up something from the previous episode, but not usual. And it seems in the last, I'd say, what, maybe 10 years or less, they've started doing where the beginning of the season, throughout the rest of the season, you get little snippets from the episodes where you get a little bit of continuity, but not much. And then I think like the last five years especially, they've had continuous where they're doing like full long seasons of the entire season is you know completely one story and just keeps going throughout episodes and there were a couple of seasons that i felt not as like entertained by the continuity i thought it took away from what they used to do a lot better as a standalone but this season i thought nailed it because they did the continuity stuff but they still found ways to bring in other uh, pop culture references of current events happening in the world and and made it work for this season. You know, speaking of pop culture references to things happening currently in the world, let's just jump right in with episode one, Mexican Joker. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so hard to be the whites. Well, and I love how this episode just begins with Cartman calling ice on Kyle, essentially. And I'd laugh. <laughs> and then the whole, oh, oh, detention center. Oh, this must be tough for you, Kyle. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. I didn't draw the comparison. How, oh, this is, this was uh, actually worse than I realized. I didn't think of this. And, and then I loved the line that was delivered. It's like, who let the Jew in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's converting them. <laughs> Oh, I just love whenever they're interrogating people and they're, they're interrogating the kids and they're like, what is this is what makes Mexican Joker turn into what we don't want. <laughs> is this the flashback? Are we in the flashback? <laughs> and I also love that the detention center is an adoption center. <laughs> <laughs> because that's where our Mexican Joker is adopted from, is a detention center by the whites. Yes. And it's so hard to be a white. They just lost their kid. Times are tough. <laughs> so they go in and they just go in and adopt this little brown boy. And you just get the same phrase over and over again, but in different tones to mean different things. Oh. And all of this ties into Tegrity Farms. Thanks, Randy. <laughs> oh, God. And I do really like that they changed the opening for each and every 
premise they did. Like Tegrity mm-hmm. Farms got its own opening. Yeah. One for the, one for the ladies. One. <laughs> PC babies, Muppet babies. God, I flipped out when I saw that. Oh, intro. That made me laugh. Yeah. Scott Tetterman kind of being a Johnny Quest vibe to it. Oh, oh yeah. That was fun. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. So I actually really do think episode two is one of my favorite ones that South Park's done in a long time with Band in China. Hey, are oh we my Band gosh. in China? I think so. <laughs> but I just love that Stan has a death metal band and wrote angry death metal music because he missed his friend Kyle and he hated the farm he lived on. It's so deep. He he got to be such an edgelord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just uh, I I love the whole everything to do with Winnie the Pooh and all the Marvel and Disney, <laughs> Star Wars everything. It's just uh, when Randy gets on the plane, he's just like, "Hey, you going over to China too? Oh, come on, hey, you know, everyone steal his idea." It's like, "Hey, fuck you." Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. And then I just and as a result of this, we obviously got the best apology from. Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, they didn't care that they got banned in China. No, we're yeah. like, so sorry. <laughs> and the fact, okay, I'm sorry, he had to shoot Winnie the Pooh. No, he had to, he had to strangle him. Yeah, that's right, he strangled Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. He, that's an in front of Piglet. Right there. Yep. In front of Piglet, as Piglet had to watch. Yep. <laughs> well, someone's got to be able to spread the message. <laughs> now go. <laughs> and at the end, of course, of that episode, Stan's like upset. He goes to leave. He's like, "Where are you going? I'm gonna go write a song about you." <laughs> yeah, we'll write a song about you. And then the 300th episode was this season. Oh, the three hundred thousand dollars he gets. Three hundred thousand dollars. Yes. <laughs> dollars. Oh my god! And Cartman every time having a heart attack. Oh my god! Fuck, fuck, fuck you, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still think Cartman is a is a pig. So oh, running oh away from the shots broke me. And and how he just happened to end up in a vaccination rate like rodeo basically. <laughs> and how he's always able to grease himself up just okay. I mean, when you when you look like Cartman, like you're gonna have a lot of natural lube from all the grease just coming out of your skin anyway. So I'm sure it's almost like on cue. Just <laughs> can I get a toy in the church chest? No, you cannot. Like the next game here, shots. After being so against it, <laughs> mom beat the hell out of those those, those uh, kid wranglers. Oh, she did yeah. great. That's her special boy. Like at the end of the day, and I, I just like that he was so ready to just like kick her out of the house. <laughs> okay, that's it. You gotta go. No. I still expect you to pay everything, but you just can't be here. Goodbye. <laughs> Cartman, sweetie, no. <laughs> let them eat goo was up, was the next episode. Yeah, he had the heart attack. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that was the episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, uh, I'm a goo man. This what I sell is goo. <laughs> All because yeah, Ra- Randy and Tally go to Burger King. He's like, oh, what's that? Oh, that's the Impossible Burger. Oh, Clint- I'll try it. Oh my god, this tastes like shit. You sell it and you make money? Oh, wow. this, tastes like, this tastes like shit. He's <laughs> like, wait, it's plant-based? <gasps> I have plants. <laughs> I'm going to just sell edibles. 
See, that's how you expand your franchise. That's a smart business decision. I love it, though. He has um, Gerald come over and eat the burger. He goes, oh, this tastes like shit. He goes, just wait for it. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't know if I keep eating this man. This tastes like shit. Oh, yeah, wait. Oh, you know, this is really good. (laughs) There it is. I like that Stan basically had his Robert Downey Jr. moment because he went to Burger King and had something so bad that it made him change his career. (laughs) (laughs) oh that was a good one and then at the end of that episode cartman's little speech it's just processed food anyway he's not wrong nope then you had the halloween special (laughs) oh my god just the (laughs) just the the total annihilation of the cows yes love it but I love how he, uh, in that episode you have, uh, you know, you think Randy's going to sit down with Shelly and have a, a heart-to-heart father-daughter talk, and he's like, you know, you have a problem with marijuana, but it's not that kind of problem. Nope. No. So he's like, it's yeah, insane. I have a problem with you selling it and, and this being our, our home. Like, she's not addicted to it, dude. <laughs> nope. Nope. She has a problem that she doesn't like it, and that's what Randy's issue is. She's gotta like it, darn it. I think what I really liked about the the season so far up to this part here is uh it, it if you go back to I don't know season 20 or 20 or uh I don't know which one what season it was, but it reminds me of okay, Randy's trying to find some kind of business basically the way he's doing it here with this season and it reminds me of the Halloween episode where he gets a, a blockbuster and oh. he's like <laughs> I love that episode so much. And yes. Randy's just like, I got it. It was unbelievable. People are going to be renting DVDs like crazy. We're going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> but this time he found the, the market that will actually make him money. <laughs> yes. He he was smart to get in on it quick. That's mm-hmm. And basically just change stuff, you know. Like, nope, this has to happen. Uh This season had a lot going for it. Okay, guys. So I do have a question for you. And it kind of calls back to one of the last conversations that Mr. PC and Jay and I have had together. Uh Uh-oh. In terms of a Halloween episode, how would you rate it? Uh, As far as this season's Halloween episode? Yes. I liked it. We had our our conversation on Halloween episodes. I liked it because of the whole just the insane of the killing the cows slaughtering with him and Tally, that that made it all the more of a Halloween episode. They're like, we're getting all of our blood and gore out of the way quickly. Exactly. <laughs> and now let's get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's a great like, here's your goddamn Halloween episode, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was their attitude towards it, and I was all for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've loved I loved whenever they do. I, I think they've probably skipped a few years of their seasons that they didn't do something with Halloween, but like going all the way back to the first couple of years, they always did Halloween uh, episodes uh, like the, what was it? A uh, spooky adventure with corn where they have yes. the uh, <laughs> early episode where they all have the costume uh, contest and they all dress up as Chewbacca's. And that's when uh, Kenny turns into a zombie. And Kyle has to saw him in half. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh my god, I killed Kenny. They get, Stan just looks at him. The and the embalming fluid, yeah. Yep. 
And then, of course, I mentioned already the blockbuster episode where they all dress up as the Avengers, and they actually try to stop a uh, armed robbery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might have to go back and watch that one because I haven't seen that one. Oh. And that sounds glorious. Oh God! It just whenever and Stan, of course, can't go go trick or treating because they're they need him at the store because they're going to be slammed. So they send out the iPad. <laughs> yeah, the iPad robot. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. So I think that should bring us into season, season finale. finale. Oh my god. <laughs> this one get, is that's when we get our first real appearance of Mr. President for this season. Oh yes, Mr. President found his way in. Yep. Yes. He's like Rudy Giuliani. Oh, he made me so uncomfortable. They did such a good job with like it's just ugh. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> To help Randy get out of jail because he was accused of bombing the private marijuana fields of because, other citizens. Because it was affecting his own business. Why buy it when I can just grow it myself? You're going to pay for that. And the White family is in this episode because life's hard for the Whites. It's really hard being white. It's really hard to be a white in today's society. Oh, and I just love that they kept beating that over your head. Gracias, muy bien, y tú. Oh. <laughs> oh, you've got the different tones of how you speak, because if you say it, gracias, bien, y tú, in a nice way, and then gracias, y tú, like, it's just the same thing, and then they take him back to the adoption center to pick out a little pet. Yeah, quote unquote, <laughs> which is just another one. <laughs> All right, Alejandra, you have to, you know, you have to feed it, you have to walk it, you have to water it. You got to take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> and they grow their their little white family. He's Mexican's Mexican Joker. Oh no. <laughs> I and then like, the white. <laughs> and I do like Randy coming out though, because I'd like to thank the white family. They've been behind me this whole time. That episode was actually really good. Yes, it was very well yeah, done. It was. Rudy Giuliani giving Randy a joint in prison. Yeah, and from like not the best place. Like, no. It's like you know you want to smoke it. Now, the next episode Yay. focused on the PC babies. <laughs> oh. Oh, I mean, oh, this episode this episode was Appealing to y'all because y'all were the ones that originally were into the whole tabletop D and D stuff, right? That's what it, the whole show was about, right? Like honestly, that's what got me. <laughs> like when they showed the, the preview for this episode, I was like, okay, you got me. They're doing a D and D kind of thing, and it right? still fits in. But I didn't expect Macho Man Randy Savage coming oh out my of God. nowhere. No one ever expects the Macho Man. The Macho I'm Man. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Heather oh, Swanson. Sorry. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Heather Swanson. Yes. Yes, but no one expects yes. the the plot twist that is <laughs> Heather I love Swanson. This episode. <laughs> and she looks, I mean, just as good competing in her trains for transports and completely decimating. And oh how much trouble did the boys get into this one? People oh. were mad. <laughs> People were really mad about this. And episode. I yeah. And laughed and laughed all the way home. <laughs> I, I just enjoy the uh, 
I enjoy the montage of uh, the competition, of the strong woman <laughs> competition, and you just see Heather Swanson just beating the shit out of them in the boxing match part. Yes. <laughs> it's like, but it's a it's a trans woman. That's right. It's like no, it's a dude beating the hell out of a woman in a ring. Okay. <laughs> she still has her beard. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you know they were going for like that bad reaction line and seeing exactly what they for was so glorious. Yes. And the only thing that stopped her was real girls playing tabletop games. Yes. Yep. And I, that is how D D gets tied back into it. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want girls to play with our boys game. This is the boys club. <laughs> Even though these girls, I give them credit because they were so prepared. They did their research. They had their notes. They're like, we have our characters ready. Like they were probably way more dedicated and like what you know what you would want out of a player mm-hmm. and they're like no we don't want to play with you nope like the D and me was screaming like but they're gonna be so good to play with do you have any idea how rare those are <laughs> uh, like pc principal the whole episode being trying to like be pc the whole time while approaching a non-pc subject oh <laughs> a hard line he had to dance. Yeah. But the PC babies approved. PC babies did approve. And then everybody got fecal transplants. Yes. Mm-hmm. Turd burglars. <laughs> this, okay, so this was an episode that I was nowhere near prepared for. Despite knowing the name was Turd Burglars. And it just took directions I was not ready to go to that day (laughs) because having Kyle's mom get super sick and then needing an emergency Mm -hmm. fecal transplant (laughs) and then she just shows up in a tennis outfit and everyone's like you look great Mm -hmm. thank you fecal transplant (laughs) Ike no son of a bitch (laughs) Ike is still forever my favorite my sweet Canadian bean so, and oh. then he, like, takes the groceries out, and then he, like, puts the chips out, puts the bag over his head. It's like, either this is going to suffocate me or hide me. I don't care which one. <laughs> so, I got to be the one to say, okay, when I saw this episode, and I remember seeing the teaser, I think, on Twitter, and the, the teaser part was just the boys underneath the, in the basement, waiting with a bucket to get the uh, the fecal, and I'm like... I'm sitting there going like, okay, what is this for that I see the episode? And I'm sitting there going like, okay, I'm not the smartest man, but I'm not the dumbest. But I'm like, I know there's some really, really weird, stupid, crazy stuff people do in this world. Is this really a thing? I just sat here thinking for about five minutes like, this this could actually be a thing. Is it a thing? I don't know. Do I even want to look it up? Do I want to Google search this? Did you Google it? (laughs) I did not. No, I, I had other things going on. Uh, so, so <laughs> didn't want that me. on your Google search history. <laughs> that could be a reason to, yeah, possibly. But then you're gonna get so many ads for duvets, or not duvets. What are those called? Bidets. 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 Duvet is a blanket. Yeah. Bidets. <laughs> well, you look at like okay, you you see the goop thing that Gwyneth Paltrow does, where she wants women to stick uh, rocks up their vaginas for whatever healing purposes. So, I mean, what? okay, is this 
something they're poking fun at, or is this a legit thing that could actually happen if people do this stuff? I don't know. So we're just like, what else do you do? Well, maybe we should ask our very awesome thing of tears to Google it and let us know. That's going to be our thing of tears homework assignment. Google if fecal transplants are in fact a thing. And please submit your answers to our email. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, at gmail. hashtag it's possible. <laughs> I, I do like that this whole episode, the whole subplot with the boys and the Jedi Fallen Order is a reference to Dune. I just love it. Mm. Spice. It just made me want to play Jedi Fallen <laughs> Order even, even more. Yeah, I really do need to play that game still. I mean, I'm like, whoa, is it really worth all, doing all this? I gotta play this game, obviously. I mean, is it worth stealing the spice? Because, <laughs> of course, Tom Brady has the most sacred of shit. It's oh incredible. Until Kyle becomes one with his microbiome. Yeah, that was... But see, and that was another thing, like, I was just not ready for because it's yeah, microbiomes are a thing, and then I sat there and I googled whether or not we are, in fact, like, almost 50% bacteria and 50% cell. And actually, it's kind of right. <laughs> it's not that clean cut, but it's pretty close. Now we all need to become, like, one with our biomes. So we can find the secret thing on Tom Brady's bookcase to reveal his jars of shit? Why not? <laughs> I mean, oh. it's Tom Brady. Of course, it's something that he does. That was a fun episode. <laughs> it really was. It gave us a lot to work with. Then you had the next one, which was the Scott Malkerson thing. This one was funny, too. When a new girl moves to, to school <laughs> and has diabetes as well. And I like that they kind of made her almost look like Max from Stranger Things. Red hair, side ponytail. Oh, that's true. They did, like, yeah. Like, with the braid and everything. I'm like, oh, this is a South Park ripoff. Or South Park. It's a Stranger Things ripoff via South Park. I, yeah, I didn't draw that comparison until you said it, but yeah, totally she did. Mm-hmm. It was just a subtle nod. I- I'm glad they didn't beat us over the head with. It. Yeah, and they didn't like... do like they didn't do like Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, where they literally did a Stranger Things episode. Right. Right. But yeah, I love this episode. I love the whole uh, cable cable company, you know, getting pissed off about all the streaming services, and then whenever they actually get some business, they're like, "Okay, we'll be there between eleven o'clock and and six o'clock, and I'm gonna do all my errands, and then I'll maybe show up about." Quarter till. Yeah, that's about how it goes, right? Yeah, it really is, yeah. They're not wrong. They're not lying. But then it's also funny, too, when they need to be somewhere. You told me between 10 and 2. It's 145. And then, well, hurry up. Like, <laughs> yep. And it's I, like the, the sweet karma that they, they put on each other. It's like, we're about to go watch a movie. <laughs> and I don't remember his name. But the uh, the character who has like Down syndrome, uh, you mean- oh, he's he's the one that he buys the uh, the the, the uh, Disney Plus pass from. Oh, uh, I don't uh. remember his name, but I've loved his character ever since he was in the the steroid episode with with Jimmy and Timmy. Jimmy, That's, Jimmy, Jimmy is name. doing steroids. He gets steroids from him. He's like, hey, Jimmy, everyone needs a little edge. We need a little something extra. And he and he's the dealer. He gives him the steroids, and then later on they do that episode on the uh, where Tally's at camp, right, or something like that, or yeah. And there he gets the shark. I can't remember his name. Oh my gosh, it's Jason. 
there's a chance. Nancy has no clue. Because <laughs> the other the guy with him's Mimsy. Mimsy, yeah, because he's always like, shut up, Mimsy. Yeah. So, but I do, I do like um, Scott Malkinson's plot. It's like, oh, we have to be together because we both have diabetes. And then she's like, actually, like trying to have a conversation with him, like, oh, you're kind of cool. And he's just like, but diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nathan, that's the character name. Yeah, yeah, there it is, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. selling all the all the bootleg keys, and that's who Scott yeah. buys it from for his date, and all the services go down. And then Scott puts all his syringe. Like, on his hands, and then just goes around as a diabetes wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> all because the girl likes the Mandalorian. Hey, I mean, it's the Mandalorian. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody likes the Mandalorian. I, I'd say we like the Mandalorian. Yeah. But now, how many listeners that tuned into this episode stayed until the very end and they called Trey? We how many did. people called the number? Yeah. You did? Oh, yes. And we listened to every single option. Yes. They were hilarious. <laughs> you know that we, are, we were actually thinking on getting the Queen because it was like 40 bucks for 10 years yeah so i think that'd be a good investment for us so i'm gonna launch my youtube channel yep it's just gonna be that over and over again my patreon i'm gonna get the episodes first before they go live on youtube for streaming <laughs> oh that's sweet monetization oh sweet sweet not child friendly monetization no poor pewdiepie that's why he's taking a break who would have thought we just had to so, slide that in there. <laughs> so what was your favorite num number that you called? What was um, your favorite? What was your bundle you wanted to grab? I think it was the uh, was it integrity. I think it was the uh, integrity farm one. I would legit pay for a integrity farms like streaming. Like I'd watch it. Yeah, I would definitely see Tech Farms on the air. I'd yeah, love to totally. watch that. Especially seeing at what they did for Christmas. I know, that uh, marijuana-free Christmas snow. <laughs> oh my god. This is the best workaround. I give the man props. <laughs> like, you can't I, be putting cocaine on the marijuana. It's not legal. Just give me a minute. It's, it's not? It's not? Just give me a minute. I've been through this before. And then, like... <laughs> Half a day goes by and it's already like All legalized. Right, like, what? Yep. Here you go. Hands it's twenty nineteen, dog. God. <laughs> <laughs> and Santa starts stealing all the plants. <laughs> well, see, I like. No, the... He puts it, no marijuana sales. Well, yeah. So he started with the no alcohol sales because people were like, "Oh my God, we're done drinking. Let's go driving." <laughs> Which is so true. Yeah. People are so stupid this time of year, and it's great. So Santa's like, no alcohol. So everyone's like, yay, drugs. So then Santa's like, no drugs. So then Stan's like, but these drugs. <laughs> yeah, Randy's like, okay, how about this? Let's sell the marijuana-free snow. Yeah. And it's it just pure, co marijuana. pure cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> 100% cocaine made with integrity. Homegrown. Integrity technicality. That's what we're going to call that one. I just like how at the end of the episode... Santa tries it, and then Jesus shows up. And tries it too. 
And apparently Santa has had many uh, experiences where he's like, Santa's had cocaine. Okay, it's cocaine is coke. Okay, coke is coke. It's all the same. <laughs> he's what? like, oh, wait, you know, actually, this is really good. It's so pure. So pure, there's there's no bite. It's clean. <laughs> and then Jesus shows up. I'm gonna put it in this. No, you gotta you gotta try this. And then he's like, Yeah, it's pretty clean. <laughs> so <laughs> best way. And I love and I love Randy's uh, little uh, commercial infomercial for the Rocky Mountain cocaine. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. <laughs> that was that was some high quality. He's getting a lot. Of- and it's like all the festive snow you love without that pesky marijuana. marijuana. Because there's <laughs> nothing like a warm fire and some Rocky Mountain cocaine. <laughs> New Christmas snow. So, marijuana free Christmas snow. <laughs> so, Mr. Junkie, what, Yo. was your, so what were some of your favorite jokes from this season? Uh, of course, I love the uh, the the uh, board girls episode, strong woman. I love how it just you you hear like, oh, we're having our first ever trans woman thing, and they're like, okay, that's fine, yeah, yeah, yeah we have to, we're, I'm I'm happy about that. And it's just some jack dude just looks like Randy Macho Man Savage, and I'm like, okay, I identify as a woman. Okay, looks nothing like a woman. It's like just it was beautiful. I love how they did that. Uh. The whole Mexican Joker at the beginning where Cartman gets uh, Kyle deported and then later on Cartman himself gets deported is just beautiful. Yes. I like that um, Heather Swanson <laughs> is uh, Strong Woman's ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That was one heck of a plot twist and I was for it. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um I love the attack they did on the Impossible Burger for let them yeah let them eat goo. Yes, uh, you mean I can have plant based shitty fried rice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about the end there. Yeah. Oh god. I can have plant based shitty shitty chicken. <laughs> oh, okay, also we everybody going plant based now. We we glant, we glossed over uh, in the band in China episode. Uh, we got to see the the king of Disney, Mickey Mouse, reappear, and I just love when they first brought him out with the uh, what was it the Jonas Brothers episode they did for the oh, was it here? oh yeah he's like all right you're telling me I have all this I'm losing money for some of you somebody that doesn't even work for me. You're telling me, yeah, I love that. You're telling me I'm losing all this money for somebody who doesn't even fucking work for me? <laughs> <laughs> I love Boss Mickey. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is our supreme overlord. Oh, oh yeah, it's like, do I own South Park? No, not yet. <laughs> I'm you, he's coming for all of us. I've been no, saying that since the beginning. <laughs> all of our thingateers can tell you that. <laughs> Oh, I still can't get over Cartman as a schooling pig. <laughs> yeah. I still see, break every time I see that. It just see, gets me. See, for me, it's the, you know, gracias, muy, muy bien, eh, too. Like, <laughs> just in different tones. And I'm just like, that's about the extent of Spanish that I know. It it just hit really close to home for me. You know, the whites doing that reminded me a bit of when Butters was a Mexican. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
No Patakia, clean. <laughs> it's like the roles were reversed. I don't understand. We give him a leaf blower and <laughs> Oh God. Love it. Maybe he's not happy here. <laughs> Maybe he needs to go back to his homeland. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that kind of reminds me of. A little bit. It's just on a twenty nineteen spin. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I just think again, they, 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 I can't believe how well they did everything this season in comparison to the last few years. Where again, they've they're doing a full story from the beginning of the season to the end, but bringing in all those extra things that they want to make fun of or poke fun of or parody that are going on in our, you know, in our country and other countries right now. And they found some way to just make it all work is amazing. Yeah, they keep delivering on that on every level they always do. I mean, they're usually really good with the references. I mean, we've all seen how long it takes them to show. Yeah. That's why it's always so up-to-date mm-hmm. and relevant to what just happened. Well, I can remember you and I talking uh, it was probably about four years ago now, maybe, yeah. And it was right before the beginning of whatever season that was, season 20 it may have been. And we're like we were we were spitballing back and forth like okay so what are they going to talk about well let's see they got this you know this happened this happened we were going over like all the main stories in the news recently and we're like oh you know they're going to make fun of this or they're going to talk about this or do a show on this and even if you didn't watch the news in the last six months you could just watch this season and be like okay that's what's going on in the world and they nailed it yeah they really did and they got themselves banned in China while they were at it. We can at least and... say we have that in common with them. Yeah, we can say that we probably have that in common with them. <laughs> and once again, just hashtag cancel South Park. Go for it. We dare you. Yeah, apparently it's not going to happen. Yeah, no. I, I think they're fine. <laughs> they're nice boys. <laughs> Let them enjoy the marijuana-free Christmas snow and peace. I mean, it's better than the time they dropped acid and wore dresses to an award show. Like, (laughs) yes, it was the Oscars. So who would have thought that they would come up with stuff like this? Hmm. I just, the fact that the number was there and it actually worked for something with it. That made my heart so happy. It reminded me of the old call-in numbers from the 90s. It's like, talk to your favorite Mm -hmm. character. Yep. It's like, we're Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> Press one. And then you would still get the Spanish version. <laughs> no, I really like that they did. And I've, I've done that before when I've seen numbers pop up on a show or something, or like a, uh, a, or a website movie. pop up. I'll be like, you know what, for the heck of it, I'm going to look up that website and see if it's a real website. And the only other show I can think of in the last, like, 10 years or a little more than 10 years that actually did something like that was, uh, I don't know if either one of y'all ever watched two and a half men, but they uh, throughout the show, I watched all the seasons or the ones with Charlie Sheen at least. And there was like maybe three times they named a website and I like Googled the website real quick and pulled it up. And they purposely made a website to where it was like, I remember one was called like puttinggirls.com something, something. It was something really weird that Charlie Sheen says, and I typed it in, and you, the the site pulls up, and it just goes, the you know the uh, the people at Two and a Half Men would like to know that you would like to tell you you have a problem and need to seek help. 
<laughs> I, um, How I Met Your Mother did the same thing. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Is that the one with Barney's phone? Yes. Yes. Okay, I remember that now, yeah. I remember when I first watched it, I called it. And then with the multitude of rewatches, I haven't called it since. But it might be worth a revisit because I'm due to rewatch that show. I'm actually doing that right now. I'm up to the last season. I just started watching uh, the last season again. Makes me so mad. Yeah, they didn't do that. That's a they, they didn't. I don't like the way they ended that. But you know what? I like the way they ended it on TV. But with streaming, they give you that extra bit that was on the DVD box set. Mm-hmm. And it was just, <laughs> gotcha. Like so, if you just if you stop if you turn the TV off at the right moment, you don't have to think <laughs> about anything that happens afterwards. <laughs> It, that was the true ending. I don't need everything else. <laughs> right. It's the only thing I take solace in. But it still made me mad. Because there's no good way to end a show. No, it never is. No. That's no. HBO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that earlier today. <laughs> so I think that about wraps up our conversation around the wonderful season that we received to wrap out the decade. I think it does. So thank you, Mr. PC and J. Would you like to tell our thing of tears some stuff about you? What you got going on? Uh, well, let's see. You can always follow me on YouTube where I'm posting all kinds of different uh, videos from unboxings to wrestling reviews and Mr. Mini Mondays and other things. Uh, Pop Culture Junkie is the uh, YouTube channel. And you can check me out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, all my links are in the description of every one of my videos. It makes it easier just to go to the YouTube video, click on the uh, description and click on the links there. But it's Pop Culture Junkie on all the different uh, mm-hmm. social media from those. And, uh, yeah, right now I just had a recap, uh, spoiler recap and result video posted last night for the uh, TLC pay-review, and then I will be doing a some kind of holiday giveaway I have meant to do earlier this in the month, but hopefully I'll still be able to do it in the like, next few days. So be on the lookout for that, too. So I'll be doing a giveaway probably on YouTube, maybe on Twitter. Ooh. That's going to be great for the one person that you forgot to get Christmas presents or Hanukkah presents. So make sure you or check Kwanzaa. that out. Because I know I still have Christmas shopping to do. So maybe I'll enter the giveaway too and see what happens. <laughs> Excellent. So thank you for joining us. It thank has you been so a much for having me on. With you. It's and been a fantastic year joining y'all. And I, I wish you guys the best of everything with everything you guys have been doing. Oh, thank you, thank you, and you know you'll be back. Yep. You'll be back with us soon, but... We'll see you next decade. Ah, That's for a thing of another time. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Nancy, did you know that you can reach out to us anytime on our Facebook page? Wait, you mean like anytime? Like even at like three in the morning when I'm eating an entire pint of ice cream? They can reach out. Doesn't mean we're going to answer at an odd hour like that, but we do our best to get back to everybody. And for those of y'all wondering, if you just search us up, it's facebook.com slash pod thing. Be able to go ahead and give us a like over there and get notified when we get new episodes up and running or why there's delays. Also, you can always subscribe at anchor.fm forward slash a thing pod. And from there, you can get subscribed on your favorite social media platform out there for podcasts. And we are back with episode two of 
Carnival Row, Orlando Bloom, The Perfect Dick. I thought it was Johnny Depp. Maybe it is Johnny Depp. We'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so we're back with episode two. Corey, how did episode two start off for us? Well, episode two starts with Vignette flying over the city, being whistled at by cops who are telling her to stop. What are you going to do from down there? My dude. <laughs> like, like, that's exactly <laughs> what you said. That's the, but it's true, because it's like, she's got wings. She can go up. <laughs> you know, I do appreciate this review for this line right here. As the inspector heads out and sucks on his morning cigarette. <laughs> that's the best way to consume nicotine is by sucking down a cigarette not smoking it just straight sucking it down sucking it down the cherry's still burning it goes all the way in mm, life that's what that <laughs> tastes like anyway he finds out that the lady you saw get thing napped the other night we can't put thing into everything wait i just did well, to be fair, I don't know what took her, and she's not a kid. And if she's a pixie, is it pixie napping or just thing napping? Because a I'm... thing took her and not a man. We don't know what that thing is yet. Well, no, it would be it would be a pix napping because the kid isn't doing the, the kidnapping. Someone else is doing the napping of the kid. So in this case, someone napped a pixie. So it would be pixie napping. Boom. Logic. Huh, doesn't matter. She got disemboweled. <laughs> so, oh, she got fucked up. She did. Entrails. I was honestly hoping that her intestines were going to spell something out. Cthulhu. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Still on the Cthulhu train. Place your bets now. Is Corey going to be right? Send all of your submissions to our PayPal. <laughs> and then we'll divvy up the bet money. We promise. You can trust us. Because we're on the internet. So. Mr. Perfect Dick. Goes back to the station because his uh, autopsy request was denied. Why the fuck was it denied? Oh, wait. Don't want to re- waste resources. Makes sense. You know, budget cuts, budgetary constraints, yeah, bureaucracy. They're also a fae. You can say, like, eh, it's just a pixie. And those are almost his exact words, I'm fairly sure. <laughs> I'm fairly certain. Yeah, it's just a dead pixie. Meanwhile, Vignette fights off unwanted advances. Ooh, the scene made me uncomfortable because I knew exactly where. I saw him lurking. Yes. <laughs> and that is not, he wasn't just, he had that like lurk, like punched over a little bit, kind of creepy, like crazy eyes stare, like, I'm going to get that. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be, this going to be not good. And then she ran off. She hit him with a plate. Yes, she did. And then she ran off. I, I will say that your, your character Zenos probably really appreciate, would appreciate someone getting taken out with a plate. Yeah. I, I actually appreciated it myself. I love, I love that stuff. <laughs> Prep falls and stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she runs, goes to her friend Tourmaline. She's like, I'm ready to be a hoe. <laughs> and she really was like, I'm ready to be a hoe. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. Let me introduce you to the pixie mob. Yeah, that's more your speed. Let, let me spend my time here. And I like the argument where it's like, you used to be a poet, but yeah, most of my poems were about, let's be honest. And it's like, I mean, Girl knew. Yeah. Did <laughs> you like the scene that's like, you are a dreadful lay? No, I wasn't. <laughs> She's like, come on, man. Really? You know better. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, so then Vignette goes and meets 
the pixie. But before that happens, <laughs> you see a scene of Orlando Bloom the Dick in the police station while Imogen and her brother are filing a complaint against Vignette. Because she stole money from us, quote unquote. Yeah, she stole money and hasn't worked off her contract. She has broken her contract. Yeah, hadn't worked it off. She had broken it. Yeah. And it didn't really seem like the cops cared too much. They're like, we just got to do the bureaucracy. Give us three to ten business days. It'll probably be closer to 14. Be on your merry way. Yep. And then he shows up at, and then Orlando Bloom shows up at their house. Pays it off. I like that scene going, so why'd she run? She's no thief. Yep. Because obviously, you're not going to fork down 500 smackaroons to just any pixie that happens to be working. Right. So, it's like, I want to know what you did. And he knew exactly what happened. I'll see myself out, thank you. Yeah. Philo's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And then, I do like that Imogen takes matters into her own hand and invites over the the guy. Argus. Oh, yes. The goat our, man. Our, our nice goat man. For tea. After he... <laughs> Kind of like compliments insult, like insult compliments her essentially. Oh, he is such a G. He he might be my favorite character. Like he <laughs> insulted, but he 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 insultingly complimented. He did. He did it in like a backhandy way, but it was still sincere. But also, he had to get her back. Like he was at least nice enough. It's like here, I'll share my umbrella with you. Yeah. Let's let's get stuck in this awkward conversation together. Yep. And, you know, he doesn't hate her because she did leave an impression. She's a very ballsy girl. Oh, yeah. And I'm really hoping that they keep keep going with it. I'm interested to see what she's capable of. Are you trying to ship those two now? No. no. <laughs> He's a little too old for her. But, but, I mean, this was Victorian era. This is true. She would have gotten sold off to him maybe already. Just, you know, for karmic retribution or what have you. Um, it's like, you don't need it, but you're covered in piss. Like... <laughs> Right. That's that's what it boiled down Basically. to. Basically, so the episode ends with Vignette's first job for the for the uh, pixie mom to be stealing the flag from the police station. So her and Tormeline go. Tormeline creates a bit of a distraction. distraction. Vignette goes up to do it. They start shooting. She runs and runs into Fibo. Dun dun dun! After he just paid off all her debt. She shows up on the other side of the law. <laughs> she blackmails him into letting her go. Yeah. And I like their, we're not going to kiss. But we're going to kiss. But we're not going to kiss. But we're going to kiss. But we're not going to kiss. We're going to get really close. And then, fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> and I will say we did gloss over, I think, one of my favorite scenes of this. I'm sure. We can actually can now talk a little more in depth. Yes. We'll give you the rundown of the episode. So what was one of your favorite scenes? When Philo goes and visits the guy that's in prison. Oh, yeah. Like, because I, I want to know. know so much about that now. Um, <laughs> I, like, why is he in prison? Why could it have been Philo? And they obviously served in some type of influence together because they were singing the Soldiers of the Berg song. Right. Like. As was most of the prison. So, but, <laughs> like, it was... It was just a nice touch between like the two of them. Like you could tell they were friends and it was it was sweet and good world building. That's what I'm liking so far about Carnival. It's building a really nice world where I want to know more about D all of the above. 
Right. I actually want to learn a little bit more about that uh, guy who was hiding in the. Yes, he I seems. Won't lie. He seems. He seems like he's gonna be around. Yes, he seems eccentric. He seems, and because of that, also important. And he's got these little creatures that we may or may not need to do our bidding later. Right, little minions that. Are... They... <laughs> I don't remember what they're called. I don't either. Were they calling them wyverns? Because they weren't. They I don't were... know what they were. They were like little gremlin creatures that looked super cute and were acting. But, like, I feel like there's more to him than what we've gotten so far. Possibly. And then there was also the pixie witch at the end for the body. She wasn't like a witch. She was more of like a priest. I like guess. a priestess. Because she had to perform the ceremony for her soul. And obviously there's a religion because she would burn a candle there every mm-hmm. day. But it was so cool how she was, like, able to get that idea of what happened to her. I still want to know what's under the city. It's a dark god. Like they That's keep, making people crazy. Like, they keep referencing dark god, dark creature, great old being. It's not taking me away from my Cthulhu theory. I mean, and it does have a steampunky kind of... And, like, Lovecraftian stuff and steampunk just make the most beautiful baby nine so times I out mean, of ten. Is it? Cthulhu? Like I said, place your bets now, guys. We'll, we'll find out. Like, and then this one, there was no creature sighting. No, there wasn't. Because we were also... Because we also had that guy that got kidnapped, so we got more on, yeah, on Thomas. Was, let, oh, actually, I talk about little Jonah there. Jonah, that's his name. So, that scene, there, there was a witch. She looked badass. They sacrificed the family bear. Okay, we're going to get back to that. But I just want to say, like, whomever did her makeup and costume design killed it. Because I, she looks the coolest out of anybody. Like, just like the way the darkness, like, goes into, like, her cracks and her wrinkles. And, like, just, like, her eyes, the way her teeth look. Like, it was so, it was so well done. She was, like. It was. The, the, the only thing I could focus The only thing I could focus Because I wanted to just keep looking. And then the family bear. Family bear. She had to go in and dig in there and look at the intestines. And I felt so, it was, I mean, I almost don't know which was worse for the bear. I would imagine the death was quick. Yeah. Because she doesn't seem cruel. Yeah, and at just, that point, the bear doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, but it's better than it being chained up in the corner of a dining room. I guess so, yeah. Like, that poor bear. Poor bear. Press F to pay respects for the bear. F for bear boy. F for bear boy. Our now, <laughs> to be fair... Or, or not even to be fair, but to move through that to kind of how the resolution of that is at the end of the episode. Did you see that coming? Not really. Wasn't it nice? It was a nice little twist that yeah. the mother basically kidnapped the son and had the wish lie. And it's the first time that she's ever had to do that for her family. And I'm like, ooh, that's going to bite her. I can't wait. Like, <laughs> setting some interesting things up. I kind of like it. Now, I, I'm going to be hesitant, though. Because I don't want all of these questions that I have to just fall through. That's that's my biggest worry, is that it's getting me excited, and I'm scared that I'm not going to be able to complete my satisfaction with the show, because it's not answering all of the questions. <laughs> right, you want to be able to have a nice conclusion. I would like to conclude. Okay. Satisfactually. I can words. <laughs> oh. So I... 
I really think that does a good job of summing up the episode. The pixie mob, though. The pixie mob scene I do want to talk a little bit about. So when Vignette gets introduced to the pixie mob, you see them questioning one of them about how she got away from the cops so easily. Yeah. She spent the night. What happened? If you got away, why didn't you come back sooner? There's a lot of questions. Show us how you got away. This is what they would have put you in. Show us how you got away. Whole time she's talking to Vignette. Oh, time's up. Kick you off the roof. Well, yeah. And it was cool, too, because, and I, I'm glad I caught this, while she was putting the handcuffs on her and also wing, the wing mm-hmm. braves, she's like, I'm timing you. And then turns mm-hmm. and talks to Vignette. And then time's up. Because it was like a five-minute conversation. Yeah, she's like, you have five minutes. Mm-hmm. Basically what it was. And then, whoop. And then she justified it. She's like, she was, you know. She can't tell me how she got away from him. Yeah. It would have been different if she was just going to be honest. Yeah. Don't lie. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. So instead, instead, she gets to fall because she has no wings to save her. And falling is the scariest thing. Yep. When you can't fly. Exactly. PSA of the day. Don't fall. (laughs) Unless it's falling with style. Well, then that's just flying. You know how you fly, though, right? You just gotta throw yourself at the ground and miss. <laughs> On that note, that was Carnival Row, episode two. <laughs> and it is time to talk about our favorite father-son duo. Yet again, we have a new episode of The Mandalorian out. And I think this is my favorite so far, despite <laughs> how much I hate the premise of the show. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> exactly. It's a callback to last episode. We've come like full circle. Last two episodes. Yes. We got another heist, guys. Heist this reported. Time, this time, the great space criminal heist with your masked wonder and a very childless episode. He got to come into his own a little bit this episode, which I'm not mad about. Got to show a little bit of his 50 years of wisdom. A little bit. Playing hide and seek with a droid. It was cute. Is very cute, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, this past episode of The Mandalorian, like I said, probably my favorite so far, despite the fact that it's basically a heist. So, we have The Mandalorian pulling into this space bunker of sorts. Call it a space station. Space station, I don't know. Kind of bunkery. Like, they've got plenty of weapons lying around. They've got a gunship that just happens to hang out to. You know, NBD. Um, but we, we got to see the Mandalorian pull out some, some old calling cards of his. Friends that he had made in the past, different lives. He's a different man now. He's got a child. He can't play the same games he used to, but you got to do what you got to do to feed, feed your little boy. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate that the friend he sees is a, is, is a familiar face to, to at least those who watch a lot of television presents Anarchy. So that was a nice touch. I knew I recognized that beard somewhere. And you son of a bitch, I'm in, Bill Burr. Bill Burr! By far the best part of the episode. And for me, I know I know Bill Burr is a huge like nerd in general. He talks about it in like his comedy specials. Since he's one of my favorite comedians, I am so happy he got a legitimate acting role in The Mandalorian. I like how they took him out in this episode. Me too. <laughs> So, it, it's great to see, like, his character. It was interesting to see his acting skills. 
kind of, yeah. you know, it was good to see him dabble. And I think he did a really good job. Like, he sold his character because it was basically like Bill Burr in space. Yeah, it was, with a backpack <laughs> arm. Yes. <laughs> Which I want to I talk about a little bit because basically the way Ran, mm-hmm. like, introduces him, and it also produces one of my favorite lines of the show so far, um, is that he was the best sharp sharpshooter of the Empire. Mm-hmm. And Mando goes, that's not saying much. Knowing that we all know mm-hmm. the Empire and their their infantry, not necessarily being the most accurate in terms of their space blasters, but <laughs> for Bill Burr to chime in and being like, I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. The best. Because we got ass in the Mandalorian. <laughs> and it was Bill Burr saying he wasn't a fucking stormtrooper. And it was it's gonna be my favorite line of the show. It is my new motto. I was not a stormtrooper wise ass. Yeah. I I got a good chuckle out of that one. And then seeing the race of blue tentacled haired people come back in this was nice as well. It was. I I wasn't expecting it outside of the fact that it showed up on the um the title card. When you clicked on the episode, I was like, no shit, they brought that back. <laughs> And you had the devil themselves. Yes, strong boy devil. All he good is strong and smash. And the droid pilot. You have a crew. You have a crew. Son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have no choice. So, it's it's a legitimate heist episode. So basically, Ran has a job where they need to save a team member. But it isn't until Mando's already on the ship and is ready to go, basically, when it's like, oh, just kidding, this is a maximum security space prison. So we're breaking into space prison. Don't worry, it's run by droids. We know you hate those. So you should be fine. But it's not just droids. There's a man on board. He has a button. A magical button. That calls the New Republic. So now they have 20 minutes. Yes, the time limit was a nice a nice touch. I like the way that they did it. So, as as we may or may not know, I am not the biggest fan of heists in general in no, media. I am not. I can't stand them, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. And at the end of the day, this still boils down to, like, meeting up with old connections, having to do a job that you haven't done in a while, like, questioning your morality still getting the job done, but doing it in a... Di- like, it hits all of those notes. I do want to talk about, real quickly, as we glanced over, the scene where they're all, where the droid's flying, and they're all on the ship, and they're trying to take off his helmet. Yeah. I... That gave me Ajita, <laughs> because I'm like, how dare you like, come at this? Because not only that, but, like, Mr. Devilman was, like, touching everything in his ship, and it's like, you don't, you don't touch yeah. things in another man's ship. Like, that's disrespectful. You know, you're lucky you're even here. It's the only option y'all have in order to get your target out of the prison because it's got the same emblem on the side still that allows it to dock. And, you know, it's necessary. Don't go touching shit that isn't yours. Right? And then try to walk off with the kid? (sighs) Mm -mm. Like, (laughs) I've never been good with pets. Maybe I'll try with this one. It's like, um, excuse me, sir, you put my sweet being down. Before I drop kick you. Excuse me, sir, but that's my son. My son. <laughs> but anyway, so they got 20 minutes. So they get 
and bust their man out of jail. And then they throw Mando in the jail cell. And they run off. We got our double cross. Mando tricky. Mando bring droid to door. Mando rip our arm off and break out of prison. Yep. And then breaks all comm links, fucks with the lighting, and has a field day. Okay, so speaking of field day, th- there is a part that I want to go back to that we also glossed over, and it's when they're first infiltrating the prison, right? And they... So Strong Boy decides to shoot one of... What I what I would assume is like a sweeper drone. Like, yes. Like, no, no, what they are is they're the mouse... They're literally mouse drones. They run up, they kind of keep sentry, they help keep people in line, things like that. Yeah. So, either way, little mouse. And he just shoots it dead. It's like, it didn't do anything. But it caused attention, and they got caught by the droids. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 blasting away, and I also found it funny when Ron had said like he was the best sharpshooter in the Empire, but every shot that Bill Burr's character had taken missed, missed, and it wasn't until his little shoulder gun came out and was like actually accurate did it actually hit things. So I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I picked up on. It. <laughs> yeah, and then you have Mando who just shows up behind them and just takes them all down. Yep, and. They're all just like, you know, oh, we should help. And then Bill Burr's like, no, let's just, let's watch this happen. And it was because, you know, you still have those legends in there. You know, the Mandalorian. And, of course, you have the stories from Ran of all the things that they used to do together. And there's a reason they work together and why he's respected. And there's no question, no no questions asked, right? And then he's just like, no, 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 let's see how this plays out. And he just does the damn thing. He just does the thing and it's over and they move on. And they're all a little like, oh, okay. So it was like, he, and it sounds weird, but it's like he proved what he was capable of to them. And they were able to see the Mandalorian in action. So I thought that was a really cool scene. <laughs> and I didn't want to gloss over that. No, but while we're just talking scenes, I like that he ended up taking them all out one by one in the end. Mm-hmm. So with the big red guy, he's physically outmatched, tries to look, smash him in a door. Starts getting up and he smashes him in the other door. <laughs> door one and door two. <laughs> Which is great. Because I was not expecting the second door. No. I was I was waiting for more like fisty cups and like, you know, he had already shot off all of his extra super rare little rockets that he had, like on accident during that kerfuffle. And then it's like, you know, I'm just going to take you out with the door, which was cool because he also took out the guy in the first episode with the door. Yes. So it was a nice callback. And then he goes up against the girl and she has her knives as she's throwing. He basically just takes the knives and walks up behind her and bests her real quick. Not before she got a good stab in, though. She did, but he didn't seem he, he tanked it. He did. He very much did. But. It was it was cool to see them because obviously they had established that they had history together and you know they were quote unquote lovebirds and all that other stuff right they had established that earlier in the episode so it's like they already kind of have an idea of like how each other operates right because there's a history there but my and then he was still able to best her yeah but my favorite scene is still how he got to Bill Burr's character with the lights flashing it's just <sighs> dark and then it goes to a white light and there's Mando it goes dark. There's a white light, and he's a little closer. And he's flashing, and every time it flashes, he gets closer, closer, and he's gone. And he's behind him. Yes, that was so well done. It reminds me of it reminds me of a lot of haunted houses I've been to. 
in my days where they they play with the strobe lights where it's like bright well, light and dark bright light dark and just to like see how they manipulate him and show just like how agile and how much of a rogue he can be to be able to sneak around and like get behind him after also being behind him well and it also when done well that gave that proper creepy vibe too it did because a lot of horror movies try to use shots like that and don't pull it off as well as they pulled it off in this episode yes they, they did a great job and it was cool too because like up until this point so it's like we basically assumed he's killed everybody right because right. he even says when he meets with the prisoner they broke out they got with it they're they've gotten what they deserved right and that's all it is so up until like so even it like at the bill burr scene with the flashing lights it was like oh he's killed everybody because they've they've all done bad things or what have you and they also double crossed him so at that point it's like it's fair game and then i wouldn't have held anything against nope. him had he killed them <laughs> but spoiler alert they're not dead they're not dead but so up until that point, so it added like that extra creepy factor. It's like I've already like killed two of your your comrades. Yeah, I've already taken out two of them. I've got you. Now I've got all three of them. Then he break. I do like what he does though. Is he does take him back to Rand, leaves him there with the tracker planted on him. That was so smart. And then the X wings show up as he flies out, and I love and it. I like the way that he's like, "Are those X wings?" And then. They're just like, oh, they're letting out a gun, a gun plane, and then you just see the X-wings spread, it's and I'm like, open. yes, it's battle time. But I, I do wish, like, at the end of the day, it was still tasteful because obviously the Mandalorian was like flying away and getting out of all the bullshit. Mm -hmm. But I really would have liked to see some up close bullshit. Right. <laughs> like, let me see those X-wings in action because it's been a while. But we didn't get that, but it was fine. It was still very well done, and then he. Yeah, he just flies off as they into hyperspace. The X-wings start blowing up the space station. Yes. So I do want to go now, back now. So let's talk about the child playing hide and seek. Yes, because this was adorable. So it was already established that he was on the ship. We all know this, and he was just like hiding in his little bunker, his little bedroom. He's just being a chill baby boy. And after. Everyone had left the ship after Bill Burr was like, I'm going to take him as a pet. And Mando's like, I will fucking murder you. It's like, I will murderize you. Put my child down. He is my son. Yes. You do not touch my son. My son. <laughs> so it cuts to the droid and Baby Yoda. And Baby Yoda, obviously, you know, daddy's out working. So he's going to explore the house a little bit. And he goes into the control room, probably to go get his shiny ball bearing shifter because it's his favorite toy as seen at the end of the episode when mando unscrews it and hands it to him it was the cutest thing and then he's like i was telling you that was a bad idea you know so you know they talk yep <laughs> so they have conversation so and it was just cool for like baby yoda like kind of come out see the droid and then like also have that intuition of oh this is not a good person i need you to fuck out so it's like the droid sees him and like enough to catch his attention. And he's like, what the? And then poof, disappears. Until, and so the droid, you'd think a droid would find him. So he's looking all through the ship, can't find him, finally gets to it to where he opens up the door, 
sees the child there. Like, holds up his blaster, and then Mando shoots him. Well, maybe Yoda's trying to use the Force at him. You right. Can tell he's trying to do something with the Force. Like, trying to, like, protect himself or something. And then Mando shoots him. Yeah. So, I will say, it was a good, like, rock-hard misdirection with him, like, trying to use the Force. And, like, you hear the, the blaster go off, and then he dies. It's like, oh, maybe he ricocheted it. And then, like, as the, the droid... And, just and then it's like, looking. oh, there's Mando. Dad is there to save the day. Just that cold helmet stare. And that dark void of where his eyes should be. Very well done. But it's going to sound weird. I feel like I always know what emotion Mando is feeling. You almost can. Like, they do... Like, he has, like, enough of, like, a head tilt or head it's lean. It's not even that. And it's the context that they give. It's more of the context they give and the music they use in the because if you notice, every time Mando enters a room, he has music that plays. Yeah. Even when he came down the ladder, it played his little snippet of Western-sounding music <laughs> to give you that mood to set it in because we have a character that can't show you with his face how he's feeling. He has to show you through the mood that they set. And then also the actions and, like, how, like, and his body language. So we have a very... Animated, but also not animated character. Exactly. In that respect, because we're not getting animation from his face. And there's a lot of times we're not getting animation from his body, nope. per se. But, like, it's, like, the way he stands. And it's, like, it really makes you, like, dive deep into, like, actual body language and how to communicate without, like, looking into somebody's eyes or seeing their face and their expressions and how they're responding to you. Right. It's... And I think that's one of the most enjoyable things of the show is how they keep getting a way to convey the emotion in the scenes they need to, where they have a very emotionless character, so to speak. And right. I love it. So. so. But really, that is epi this episode in a nutshell. Yep. It was, like I said, was my favorite. Super happy. I got Bill Burr. I got Baby Yoda. What else could I ask for, honestly? So... Hopefully we'll see what next week's episode brings. Keep in mind, Mandalorian will be releasing this coming week, actually, on the day we go live. So we're going to be a little bit behind, but we'll be right behind you. <laughs> yeah, we'll be watching it. We'll talk about it, but you won't hear it until the next week. Because there's also, you know, a movie that comes out between them. Yeah, may or may not be to the story... Because it may or may not tie into these next couple of episodes in some way or another because Disney and Expanded Universe and you know how it goes. And we're back with Miss Nancy to see her reaction to the newest episode, well, latest episode of King's Game, episode three. Where things start getting a little hectic and I've learned a lot about a lot of our characters so far this episode. <laughs> Okay. And good golly, Miss Dolly. Um, I will say this episode was a little bit lighter in terms of things that had happened, but I also understand that they had to kind of get the rest of the <laughs> rest of the characters involved. We needed a little bit more backstory. Um, but it was still a solid episode. Like, I'm not at a point where I'm ready to say I'm done with it like i usually am with animes which is good it's a very good thing it's a very good thing i want to keep going i want to keep watching so yeah the episode opens with kenta showing up 
seeing Naboki hurt, accusing everyone else of doing it, sees everyone else that's hurt, dead. Well, no, he was actually like, why aren't you doing anything? He's hurt. And then came to the realization. So it was like, come on, man down, man down. Everybody help him. And no one moved. And then he's like, you monsters. <laughs> Meanwhile, now Natsuko, crazy bitch, tries to get poor sweet girl to send Dai to Kenta and Nuboki. Because, you know, two birds, one stone, I suppose. But then her phone breaks. She must, she must have had an iPhone. Because it shattered instantly and then wouldn't turn on. Yep. And she freaks out. Kenta's gonna bring Noboki to the hospital and we get flashback story of position. Flashback story of that time Noboki let his best friend sleep with his girlfriend to okay. save his life. That was okay. So in terms of crazy anime harem backstory, it was really impactful. And I like it was such a weird thing to see like it's like, no, you guys need to do this. <laughs> and then it became an un almost an uncomfortable scene because it, it wasn't consensual because someone was unconscious. Yeah, he knocks his friend out and tells his girlfriend to rape him. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what she does to save his life so he doesn't die. Yep. Because the order before that was they had to have a popularity contest where the girl they were against hoard herself out, almost won, lost, and then instead of waiting for the punishment, jumped out a window and died. Yeah, but all she had to do was wait because all she had to do was just say who she liked. Yeah. But honestly, if I'm speaking from experience right now, I'd probably jump out of a window Instead of admitting who I had a crush on at this point. Yeah. Well, so I can see where she's you coming have a track from. Record. She doesn't. She was in high school still. I don't know. A lot of high school people have track records too. I, like I've I've looked back on my high school slash middle school dating game da dating days and I would still probably jump out of a window. Would have been less painful. So one thing in this episode that I think you picked up on was that he lost his phone and Crazy Bitch picked it up. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I am very, I'm very interesting. I'm very interested to see what happens with that and how it might fuck him over in the game. Because how is he supposed to know? I mean, he'll he'll realize his phone is lost and someone else is gonna like have to tell him what the king's orders are. But if the king like sends a specific order to that specific phone, I I don't know. Like things could happen. A lot of things could happen with it, or. It'll be like, he, um, Kenta needs to send a message to somebody, but then Crazy Bitch has the phone. So then it, 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 there's so many opportunities for shit to go bad from that little thing alone. Well, and speaking of things that go bad, Kenta had to send himself an order, right? Okay. But she couldn't send her order, so she's going to be punished. So his order is to protect her with his life. So... Either way, the dude is dead. And I know, and I know, like, we were watching it, and I was just like, I'm so sad he's going to die. <laughs> it's like, I felt it. And my hardest of hearts, it's like, this dude's dead. Maybe not the, ex the next episode, but he's going to die. Well, so is almost everybody else you see in this show. Well, right. But, like, he's definitely, like, on the chopping. If he's not on the chopping block, he's in 
the hole. Okay. <laughs> so, but this episode, yeah, it's the it, it has the typical anime third episode vibe to it. Yeah. Where it has to slow down a little bit to start building the rest of the story up. It does. Um, I do. I do have a question for you, Corey. Okay. If you and I were going to have a popularity contest, uh huh, how would you try to win? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I will say I wouldn't resort to having people feel my 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 boobies behind the school or doing it with multiple guys. I can at least say that, and I know that in my hardest of hearts. Well, that's good. That's good. So I'm at least a step up above that. Maybe I'll just open up a guest, you know, the guest chair for a little bit and uh, run a new co-host contest. Rude. (laughs) No one can replace me. I say too many dumb things. Dumb things make the internet run all the way around. And back again. So, moving on. (laughs) So, with this one, the art style still does it for you? Yes, I still, I love the creepy art style. Um, it hasn't really done anything this episode to, like, give me the heebie-jeebies, but it still served its purpose. Yeah. Like I said, and, like, with Kenta showing up and seeing the exploded mass of the last boy, and then (laughs) seeing, uh, Nuboki, Mm -hmm. just, like, on the ground, but the way that they had drawn it was... A1. And then you had mentioned the drawing of Nausicaa and the art style on her as she was talking and going and still being crazy. Oh, yes. And how they made her eyes actually like normal sized? Yes. <laughs> to portray. So they gave her regular human eyes to portray crazy. And it worked in such a beautiful way because anima- like anime eyes are just like so big. So when- once you scale them back to actual anatomy, they look crazy. So we're all crazy in the end of the day. That's that's the lesson I learned from that one. Well, good. <laughs> so we had a short Nancy reacts because this episode was really just a lot of building up the plot from the past. Yes. Um, with that being said, that's our episode. Till next time, thing of tears. <laughs>